Discover the aromatic harmony of the Mediterranean Persian fusion right in the heart of Western Sydney. Welcome to Get Fat. With charcoal chicken wings packed with a punch, mixed plates for every palate, and wraps just submerged in an array of flavours and more, we'd say it's love at first bite. Don't believe us? Try for yourself. Located in Blacktown with easy access to parking, music, and more, come visit Get Fat. Be sure to head to our socials at the Ruck Infringement Podcast on Facebook and Instagram to feast with your eyes. Follow Get Fat and the Ruck Infringement Podcast for 10% off your first visit. Located at 27 Sackville Street, Blacktown. Come through and get fat where the vibes are at. This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin. Legends, welcome back to another episode of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joey. A smaller one this week, it's just Craig and I. Craig, how you going? Mate, it feels like it's a Sunday afternoon and we should have a beer in our hands. It would be good, mate, wouldn't it? But it is a Wednesday night, a school night, as some would say. So let's get into it. A bit of a merch update to start with. Don't forget, you can go to rugbyleaguemerch.com. Type in the Ruck Infringement Podcast. We can find hoodies, shirts, stubby holders, mugs, hats, and now selling Stein glasses as well. They look really good. Check it out at rugbyleaguemerch.com. 10% of all proceeds go to the Family of League Foundation. All right, mate, let's get into finals week one review. Oh, finals footy is upon us, and how good, my man, how good. Uh, We go all the way back to Friday night. It was the Broncos against Melbourne. Now, we talked on the pod last week uh, that obviously that uh, imposing record that Melbourne held over the Broncos, 14 in a row heading into this game. But I think it was yourself who said, you know, players like Reese Walsh and some of the other boys hadn't lost to Melbourne. So for them, that record wasn't a real thing. Broncos proved that right, uh, 26 mil. Mate, take us through this game. Well, going back to the start of the the, the 13 or 14 year or games or whatever it was, I um I just did not see it being an issue so much for Brisbane. I saw it being the opposite effect, Joey. I saw Melbourne going, we've beaten these guys 13 times before here and affecting them very differently. And... Whether it did or didn't, something wasn't right with them and yeah. they got their pants pulled down. Brisbane were clinical. They just they 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 will be there on grand final day. Um, but going back to this game, I, I can't say the last time I saw Melbourne A have that many points put on them and, mm-hmm. and B not get any on the scoreboard. Yeah, it was uh it, it was a great viewing if you're a Melbourne fan. Uh for the Broncos, I think you're exactly right. The way that they're playing at the moment. I think they're there come October. It's really theirs to lose uh, currently. Let's jump into our next game, mate. We'll fly through it tonight. Our next game, of course, being first Saturday game, was the Panthers against the Warriors, the Pars against the Wars. We'll talk a bit about that in our talking points. Panthers getting it done 32 to 6. Now, they're at Blue Vet Stadium, sold out crowd, uh, imposing it is on the Warriors. When you go to a place like Blue Vet and just the crowds of uh, you know over the top of you, they're suffocating you. But uh, Warriors know Sean Johnson and played a part, mate. Played a big part. Yeah, definitely. What what a task going to Penrith 
sold out crowd week one in the semis. You haven't played semis in a few years. Yeah. You know, heard heard the rumors going around that, you know, if that was a sudden death game, Sean Johnson would have played. Yeah. But the thought of, you know, if, if he plays, do they win? Probably not. Was it a better performance? Absolutely. Given the extra week. So we'll uh, see how they back up this week. But Penrith are never going to lose that one. Yeah, that's right. Well, news out of today was that he trained alone uh, by himself. He won't be training tomorrow. He'll miss that one so that he can have the best preparation for his calf come this weekend. So see what happens. Hopefully Johnson's there. The game's better with Sean Johnson in it. So hopefully he is there. Um, Panthers clinical. Sonny Adruva, mate. I've really been impressed with him on the wing. I think he is carving up at the moment. Uh should cement that spot next year with Crichton going. Could even move into the centres, but he's looking really good. He Let's, had another strong performance, mate. He did, mate. Let's jump into our second Sunday game, of course, my favourite of the week. Uh, the Roosters against the Sharks. Roosters getting it done 13 to 12. Oh, some are calling it gutsy. Uh, others are calling it lucky. It was it was a very tight performance. The Sharks... Mate, the Sharks gave it away. But when Tedesco Tedesco gets Sinbin, for those that didn't watch the game, Tedesco gets Sinbin for a professional foul. What was he thinking to start with? I don't know. Ultimate professional. Never seen him do something like that before. Gets Sinbin. Sharks score. Then just before he's about to come back on, the Sharks are gifted a penalty. And instead of going for the try, they take the two points. What's doing? Well, I... I... I, I had this feeling, even when Tedesco went, and fair enough, Simbin too, yeah. when he went, I just wasn't sold on Cronulla. I still yeah. was not sold on Cronulla. I can't tell you why. I've heard, you know, the, the experts come out and say they're missing that X factor. Isn't Nico Hines the X factor? Well, you, you know, think so. Well, well uh, that's three semis in a row. Yeah. Three, three semi-final games in a row. They've gone out in straight sets. Well, three games. You know, they lost two last year. They've lost one this year. Um, you know, Fitler made the point saying only one team can win it, so cut them a bit of slack, basically. But something's still still not right there. But Roosters, mate, it's going to be a cracker of a game versus Melbourne. It really is. Uh, straight sets, as you said, but also the same score one. Uh, they lost by a point to the Cowboys last year in the first week of finals. So exactly the same, one point in it, two years in a row, and something's happening at Cronulla. I mean, Fitzgibbon was trained under the best, obviously, former Roosters player and trained under Trent Robinson as well. So he knows how to coach, but I just don't know what's going on there, whether they get the finals and it's the lack of experience or the lack of depth or coaching or what it is, mate. But somebody's got to give it Cronulla. Uh, the Roosters, as we said, good gutsy performance at the end. I thought the charge downs were really good from Tedesco and Kiri. Oh, absolutely. They yeah, were great. incredible. Yeah. I mean, that 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 is how you save your team that that is a, a try saving performance there but that I was the talk... difference between the two teams that's right exactly the effort, extra one percent yeah. that's right and you can see that they wanted it more but that uh field goal of Sam Walker before he kicked that field goal he couldn't actually kick he didn't take the conversion because he couldn't kick the ball he's here uh, he hurt his leg and then smacked the field goal and won us the game so pretty amazing effort there all around from the Roosters um Big injury news, but we'll chat about that a bit later. Let's jump into our final game of finals week one. And now, oh, mate, what a game. What a game this was. Game of the round for us. We we were all on the edge of our seats. Newcastle against the Raiders. Knights get it done 30 to 28. But that scoreline does not tell you 
what this game was like. Now, let's start off that first half, mate. All Raiders, they dominated in the first half, got out to a comfortable lead. People were very surprised, thought, you know, what's going on? We chatted during the week about uh, Ricky Stewart's winning percentage as coach and how high that is. And we were we were actually shocked that, you know, even higher than Bellamy, and Bellamy's been around for a bit, but it always turns up in finals games. And the Raiders, almost there, they're leading at halftime. They came out in the second half and they just started to fade. Knights scored four tries, put the points on them, and then it looked like Knights were going to get it comfortably. Then, of course, as is finals footy, the magic of it, the twists and the turns, it all turned around. Raiders scored a couple of tries, and then it was a level again. Mate, take us through this frantic performance. Just start off with saying massive credit to Newcastle fans. You know, they they do show up even when the team's not going great, but the scenes there on Sunday were like nothing seen before. Even the great guns come out and said, never seen anything like it. There's footage of him in the commentary box, which I... You know, I get goosebumps when I see. Did you see that? It was yeah. just incredible. He, so, couldn't, he couldn't even sit down. He I mean, was so jumpy. <laughs> he was all over the shop. And going back to the Raiders, no one really gave him a chance, you know, yeah. to be honest, other than the Raiders and Ricky himself. So yeah, what a performance it was. But, you know, Raiders come out hard. I expect them to go hard. I thought they'd probably run out of puff, you know, around that 60th minute mark. When Newcastle yeah. grabbed a couple of back-to-back tries, I thought this is where it's going to be game over and the accelerator would be put down. But to the Raiders' credit, they hung in there and they stuck it through. I What I don't like in extra time and, and golden point, I know this wasn't golden point, is it coming down to a penalty goal. And I know that yeah. the Raiders had an opportunity before and after that. It wasn't golden point, so it wasn't the final play. Uh, you know, I've seen some of those penalties in that game some get through that should have been penalties and then others that weren't. So I just I felt the Raiders were really unlucky to to lose that way, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing that shocked me, I mean, I think it was when there was about three or two, two or three minutes to go on the clock, Fogarty had the ball pretty much right in front and they just weren't taking the options. They, they, they if that was go golden point, goal. he goes to field right. goal. That's yeah. right. But, yeah. I mean, if you've if you got two minutes to go, you might as well attempt it. You might as well swat it. I, I just I just don't understand the mentality. I mean, I, I get the whole, you know, lack of experience thing. You know, Fogarty probably hasn't played many finals games, if any, at the Titans. But you've still got Calm Heads and Elliot Whitehead and Jackie White there who should be saying... That's where Jackie White and comes in from out in the centres and says, guys, right. settle down. Here's yeah. what we're doing. You know, senior guy out there, but I didn't see much of that from him. No, and old hungry Jack. They, they should. No, yeah, hungry Jack. So, and uh, what did he get? What three was weeks suspension. Three weeks. Not three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Also, that's him out of um, the Vegas. first. Yeah. 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 He's out. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No Vegas for Jackie. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, yeah, some poor decisions were made there. Should have gone for the field goal. Two I minutes to go. So. If you if, if you nail the field goal, you get the ball back, you wind the clock down, those sorts of things. Obviously, the risk is if you miss it, it's seven setter, two minutes to go. Yeah. But you, you got to go for it in that situation. They, but they kept going for the try, but Newcastle's defense was still so tight. And I just it didn't make sense to me. When when you when you can see the defense is like that and they're not budging, just take the one pointer. Yeah. 
Yeah, they had time. He could have gone back an extra, you know, few minutes. Same with the Cronulla right. game, you know, when exactly. Nico had a couple of guy, uh, cracks at the field goal, like he should have really been going back five metres. Yeah. And there's no excuse not to go back that little further now because we're seeing people you hit them from 40 out get two points. So you think they'd be able to hit it from sort of 28 metres. Yeah, well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But that was it for finals week one. Of course, Raiders and Sharks, both in elimination finals, and they are gone. Uh, let's have a look at what it's going to look like this week. So, obviously, the Warriors, they get another chance now. So, they'll be playing Newcastle this week in New Zealand. The Roosters playing Melbourne in Melbourne. And Penrith and Broncos both have the week off. They are straight into the prelim. So, it'll be really interesting. We'll jump into finals week two in a second. But first, let's jump into, he's been doing it all game, sir, our suspension segment. The big one, Hungry Jack. Uh, Jack Whiten, biting charge, three-match suspension now. I have a bit of an issue with it. I have a bit of an issue with Tyson Gamble because Gamble on the field is going, oh, he's bit me, he's bit me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they've gone, well, come and testify at the tribunal. And he said, oh, no, what happens on the field stays on the field. Well, the NRL should be making him testify. The NRL should be making him testify. If you're saying that there's a bite on your arm, but then you're not going to testify, where's the evidence? (laughs) I think the, I think a lot of that is the the moment that impulse reaction right there in the minute. Yeah. That was his reaction to start being bitten or being bitten, and then when you sort of calm down, you know, you, you don't really care too much about it. You just want to get on with it, but that, that doesn't work that way. If you're going to put right. the allegation out there, you've got to go and back it up. Uh, he didn't have to go there in person. I know there was a lot of talk around. You know, he's getting ready for a semi. He's got to drive from Newcastle to Sydney. No, mate. Like you know, these Zoom day and in, age, mate. we got. What are we doing right now? So yeah, exactly. He, he should have been asked or forced to dial into it. Uh, I like that Jack was a bit fired up in there and he gave it back to the council and, and basically said to him, you know, how many games of footy have you played? And apparently <laughs> they come down pretty hard on him at that point. They yeah, you know, weren't yeah. far from giving him out of the room. But good on him. It, it's it, one of those things. It, it's so 50-50. I mean, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I, I don't, and only because I don't know if you heard Gordon Tallis's comments about you can put yeah. pressure on, and Gordon was yeah. right. When Gordon did that, I've tried it myself, and you can literally put pressure on your arm, and it makes a mark. And Tyson Gamble, if you watch the footage, Gamble's over the top of him, and he's pushing his head down yeah. onto his arm. Yeah. So with that yeah. sort of pressure, it could have just left a mark doing that. There was saliva, but you don't actually see Teeth marks in his arm. Teeth marks, yeah. I mean, there's no, no doubt that his arm was wrapped around his head. Yeah, that's So right. that's the first problem. His arm's wrapped around his head yeah. and it's covering up his mouth. Uh, so, yeah, well, three, three matches, fairly harsh three but matches. not surprised. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, we've seen worse for Whitey. I remember, I think it was uh, Kevin Proctor on Sean Johnson was the last one. Proctor he got, got four, about, didn't he? Yeah. I think he got about six weeks. I think he got eight. Oh, did he? Yeah, right. Yeah, six yeah. to eight weeks. But, yeah. But anyway, that was our main suspension for finals. Let's jump into call a medic, our injury segment now. I think we'll just call this Roosters injuries uh, because half the team is injured at the moment. Joseph Sualihi, HIA in that game against uh, the Sharks. So he has to serve the 11-day stand-down policy for the HIA, which if we don't beat Melbourne, that's it. So we could have played his last game in a Roosters jersey. He is signed next year, but we'll see what happens. So Joey what Manu, happens if, if that's uh, – sorry, Joey. What, no, what happens right. if that's – if it's week three of the finals and yeah. he gets that, he's out of the grand final? Yep. 
Yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I know. You now, I get what they're trying to do and I 100% support it, but you can't tell me if in that 11 days you was to play one game extra once a year or whatever it would yeah. be, like, is that going to affect him when he's 70 years old? Like, yeah. come on. And maybe, anyway, maybe there should be a different ruling for finals. I don't know. Like, maybe they should. I think it will. I, I, I get it for the regular season because they're trying to police this. But I can't imagine, unless it's a really, really bad concussion, you know, where they've still got a migraine during the week and that they're physically yeah. not able to play, then that's a different story. But if yeah. they're able to get up, walk around and do the day-to-day stuff. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, it's just, I, I I don't know what to think. And it's really hard because obviously he's found some form lately to really here as well. And so we really, really needed him for the Storm game as well. Um, look, I'm not going to slag on the team. Jackson Paulo was good early on in the season. He'll get the job done. But probably the biggest injury for us is Joey Martin. Re-aggravated that uh, hamstring after scoring a try, which was great for the uh, for the pickle bet, the, the little uh, first try scorer there, promo that I had on. But apart from that, going off, uh, being for the Roosters. We really needed Martin this week. And now it's come out Billy Smith as well, fractured jaw. He actually played the second half. Yeah. With a fractured jaw. So, I mean, credit to Billy. He kicked a conversion as well with the fractured jaw. So, uh, you know, gutsy performance, but it's going to be hard this week. Three of our main backline players are out. Daniel Tupo's still out as well. Um, look, the beliefs there for the Chooks, I think the boys can get it done. Paul Momorowski comes back. He hasn't played for uh, since round, I think they said since round seven as well. And then Jackson Paul hasn't played since the Dragons game. So, but mate, I'm hoping they can get the job done. But that's it for our main injury segment. Not much more, of course. I chatted about Sean Johnson before. Uh, he should be good yep. to go this week. They're just He'll waiting play. to see. Yeah, I think I think in a, in a sudden death, you'd think he would. You know, boys, there's nothing better than getting up early and having a coffee. That smell of daily goodness just gets me going. And now, with Grounded Drops, your coffee needs are complete. With coffee bags, coffee beans, and cold brew drip bags, Grounded Drops has everything covered. Follow Grounded Drops on Facebook and Instagram or go to grounddrops.com and use the code RUCK15 for 15% off. Grounded Drops, stirring life into your next cup. All right, let's jump into finals week two preview, mate. Two games this week, two massive games, of course. We look at Friday night, Melbourne against the Roosters now. Uh, you were telling me something yesterday, and uh, do you want to share it with everyone? Do you think that Storm might actually lose this one? I think they will, Joey. I've just got this feeling that Roosters are just that they're they're in their zone at the moment, and yeah, you know, hearing the players that you've just named that are out makes me brings a bit of doubt into it. But I'll, I'll stick with it. But I think Melbourne might even have a couple out. They do, Xavier Coates, and obviously Pappenhausen yeah. as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, young Pierre had a HIA, but Justin Owen comes in for him. But yeah, few outs there for Melbourne, mate. It's going to be a good game. It, it's always hard in Melbourne. And they do have a good track record against the Roosters. But as we saw last Friday night, records don't mean a thing now. Uh, The Broncos broke that massive record there. We can beat Melbourne. I just, the way I'm seeing it at the moment is the Roosters just have this belief that they can get it done. And it's how it was against the Sharks. Yeah. Building and building. He's finally doing what he was paid to do. That's right. And we're more to the club, I should say. And him going into Melbourne, week two of semis. Mate, I, I, he's the player to watch out for. 
I think so. I think he and Semi Walker, mate. Semi Walker is built for big games. He yeah. is built for big games. Uh, you know, and that's funny coming from a small guy, but he is built for big games. He will turn up in that. And if Kiri can guide him, Kiri has been in some of the best form I've ever seen the past few weeks. Uh, always been a good half, but was a bit quiet after those few concussions. I sort of, I, I yeah. almost had Kiri med- med- medically retiring. Yeah, mate. I just, yeah. I just couldn't see him coming back. But he's come back. He's really leading this team around, co-captain with James Tedesco, of course. And I don't know. It's just got a really good feel about it, as the Cronulla game did. I don't care if we win by a point again. If we win by a point and it's scrappy, oh, but we get the win, mate, it's semi-finals footy. That's there. It's just about getting through to the next point. Who cares how it's done? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's throw a prediction in there. You know what? I'll say it. Roosters by one. I say Roosters by two. Nice. I love it. And let's jump into our second game of finals week two. The Waz against the uh, the Nars, we call them that. The Warriors against the Knights. Uh, going to be good there up in Auckland, of course. Four oh five on a Saturday Arvo, no Sunday Arvo game, which is a shame. Would have been nice on Sunday, but mate, yeah. Warriors back at home. Uh, Knights ten in a row, looking for a, the club record's eleven. So if they win this one, that's eleven straight, and they'll equal the club record. Going to be hard to do in New Zealand. The Warriors have been good there this year. What do you reckon? It's one of those games where you're going to feel sorry for whoever doesn't win, really. Yeah, and absolutely. I, you know, I've said all year, like, how great will it be to see the Warriors get to one game short of a grand final? They might not yeah. get there. But, mate, I just can't go past Newcastle. Wow. They'll go over there. I think the game against the Raiders, I know there was a bit of extra time, so there was more minutes played. But I think they probably went into that game against the Raiders at Newcastle home crowd thinking – you know, who we're playing next week. Yeah. And then Raiders yeah. turned up and then Newcastle went, oh, they went into the sheds at half time. And I remember saying to a mate at half time, Raiders didn't need half time. They just needed to get on with the second half. Whereas Newcastle had to get into the dressing sheds, listen to their coach, take a deep breath, and go out there and start again. So I think they've had their little wake up call. And I'm tipping the Warriors. Uh, sorry, I'm tipping the Knights to do it. Yeah, mate. Uh, I'm going the Warriors. I think. The Knights, after play, playing a grueling 90-minute match like that, they're in the grind. I just think they, they're they not going to have much left in the tank. I'd love to see Newcastle get through. Warriors at home for me, I think, yeah, it was a big loss against Penrith, but they were with, with, without a few stars. I think they get it done against Newcastle. It's going to be a classic game, though, mate. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. As you said, I, I wouldn't, I, I'd like either of these teams to get through. I think they've done so well this year, but that's it for our finals week two preview, mate. It's going to be a great one to watch. Jeez, I'm having so many brain parts today. I wish there was something that could help me focus and give me the energy I need. Ever thought like that? Well, now, with Savvy Beverages, your brain will get all the desired energy it needs. With a variety of flavors, including mixed berry, lemon lime, and passion fruit, Savvy has you covered through their brain boost drinks. Follow Savvy Beverages on Facebook and Instagram or go to SavvyBeverages.com.au and check out the Ruck Infringement Podcast for a link to get you 20% off. Savvy, putting the boost back into your brain. All right, mate, you and I had the pleasure yesterday of uh, talking to Mike Gordon, Flash, and uh, what a champion of the game. The interview will be playing right now, so tune in to that. Legends, welcome back to another Ruck Infringement Podcast interview. Today, Craig is with me. Craig, how have you been, buddy? Good, thanks, Joey. How are you, mate? 
Oh, mate, I'm always good when I see you. And joining us today for a special guest interview is the one and only Michael Flash Gordon. Mick, how you going? Very good, Jens. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's our pleasure, mate. Thank you for coming on. All right, let's start off nice and simple. Let's introduce yourself, Mick, who you played for, where you come from. Oh, mate, we'll probably take up an hour of this podcast going nah. for the team I played for. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously debuted with Penrith, um, then went to Cronulla for a few years and then Para, the Chooks, and then uh, finished up back uh, back up living where I grew up and played for the Titans. So. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, well, we obviously remember your career quite a bit. Um, it's sort of our era, the, the 2000s to the 2010s, but... It's been good to watch you over the years. The next question I had was, you've obviously said you've played for a lot of teams. Who was your funniest teammate you ever played with? <laughs> Again, I could probably uh, rattle off all night. Um, <laughs> there's a few few special characters in rugby league. Um, nailing it down to one, oh, I reckon, I reckon uh, maybe Dylan Napper. He'd be one of the funniest. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> But one of the best blokes, but just make make you laugh nonstop. I've I've heard some stories about big uh big naps. Uh, yeah, none, so, none of them are true. None of them. No, <laughs> no, no, none are good for a seven pm time slot. Uh, who was your strangest teammate you ever played with? Oh, mate, where do you start again? Yeah, <laughs> I could almost I could almost say Dylan Napper again. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, strangest. Um. Yeah. There's a. There's a few uh, that, you know, especially with the superstitions and stuff like that, you know, some people get, uh, you know, very... There's some funny ones out there. Yeah. The I, I thought I had one when I first started. I used to buy a new pair of red undies every year and then I realised wearing Speedos was more comfy. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that. And... Did well, you I wear the same Speedos? Nah, <laughs> I sort of had my own little... I wouldn't even call them superstitions with my goal kicking out. I just, yeah, it's probably more routine, but yeah. I'd say that, yeah, probably a bit superstitious in that sense but um one of the strangest teammates and again probably one of the best blokes as well um maybe mitchell pierce oh yeah good shout <laughs> love junior junior was great yeah i love that they're all just, uh, they're all roosters relevant it's perfect just just announced his retirement too and what a career yes yeah. what a what career, a career Hope, hopefully um, they can wrap up the grand final they'll be the first one if they if they win that one yeah Catalans. Catalans. yeah mm. yeah yep. They got a great team, Catalans too. Uh, let's jump into that next part, as you spoke on a little bit before. But any pre-game rituals or superstitions coming through? Nah, like I said, I had the the red undie thing, but that yeah. wasn't really a superstition. It was just I don't know, probably me just needing to buy a new pair of undies every year, and then. Um, but yeah, probably again, I wouldn't say superstition, but routine with the goal kicking. You know, I'd sort of just I had the same routine every kick. Yeah. I tried to keep it, so that's probably. You know, you look at some goal kickers and you're like, yeah, there's some there's some strange. Um, oh, there's some wacky ones there. Did did yours change much over time? Like, did, did uh, it evolve? No, never changed. I yeah. was always a couple of well, three steps back, couple to the left, and then uh, tap the boots, wipe the sweat, and that was my little uh, yeah. my little ritual. So yeah, they got a little. Like, they talk to themselves or they talk to yeah. someone and they swing their arms around. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> There's a some of them. Those will do cartwheels walking into yeah. the problem, so. <laughs> Yeah, so I know. I was going to say, what did you think when you would see like opposition goalkeepers, such as like Jamie Sowen, who would do the whole dance? Like, what, what did you think about that? When, when being a goalkeeper yourself, where you'd just be three steps, bang. 
I just think all you're doing is overcomplicating it and making yeah. more for error. It's a bit like a golf swing, you know, like the more yeah. complexities to it, the more that can go wrong. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, the next question we had you obviously played 261 games. Was there a favorite game that you played in? Oh, shit. Uh, I had, <laughs> yeah, I had like even at every club, I had some games where I was like, yeah, really like even at Penrith, yeah, debut game, obviously we got, we got flogged, but yeah. yeah. Playing a couple of you know really good games in 2010, 2011. Um, Anzac game at the Roosters. Um, oh, yeah, always you know, big. A couple of semi-final games at Cronulla were yeah were always um, amazing. My first game back at the Titans, I had like three or four busloads of people coming up, so that was always wow. um, that was always good. So yeah, I couldn't probably pick pick one, but uh, yeah, I just yeah I had so many. Games that I enjoyed over the years, and you know, just them them tough contests or ones where you won in golden points, stuff like that. There was um, there's probably too many to, to single one out, but yeah, um, even even getting one Origin game, you know, we we lost the game, but that was one of the best experiences I've ever had. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my next one was who was your idol coming through when you were a young guy? Uh, it's a funny one because I never really supported a team growing up, but um, okay. My junior team was the Tweed Coast Raiders, and I used to be sort of hooker or halfback. So I sort of really uh, love Ricky Stewart as a player. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, that's green machine, early 90s. Um, I sort of maybe followed them more because my team wore the Raiders kit, you know. So I used to think I was Ricky Stewart. So he was probably you know, um, probably the one that, that stands out the most. Obviously, you got, you know, Andrew Johns, and there were so many good players that I watched, Jim Dimmick, those sort of guys. But, um, yeah. Probably- Obviously, you're a bit more relaxed than Ricky Stewart. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maybe externally, but internally probably going just as mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, you hide it well. <laughs> uh, uh, we uh we, we love Sticky. He's a he's a great bloke. He uh definitely wears, wears his heart on his sleeve, uh, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, and everyone everyone loves him, you know. If if he's if you're on his team, he'll back you all day and that's all you want. So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I, right. I live in Canberra and uh yeah, he's very well respected here, so good man. Yeah, yeah he's a good man. Yeah. Uh, the next one, where did your nickname Flash come from? Obviously, we know Flash Gordon as in the uh, the old comic, but where did it come from for you? Uh, well, yeah, I was never called Flash growing up, and it wasn't until I was at um, Penrith. And yeah, I right. think um, my first year there, I played, I think we played that with sevens or nines when I was playing reserve grade. And um, yeah, scored a couple of good tries and had a bit of speed. And it was Trent Waterhouse was the one that started <laughs> calling me Flash. So yeah, the there you go. Up. Uh, he's the best nickname stick yeah that's right <laughs> exactly yeah. uh yeah and now craig's gonna take it from here lots of uh rule changes over the years mick um if you could change one rule now in the nrl what would it be yeah oh, mate how long's your piece of paper like, yeah i was about to say it's probably another one where it's too hard to answer <laughs> well i remember i remember um i can't remember where i was at i got interviewed when the bunker was coming in and oh, they yeah. said if CEO for a day, what would you do? And I'd said I'd get rid of the bunker and everyone laughed at me. And now, uh, yeah, maybe I was uh, Nostradamus back in the day. Yeah. Sounds like, well, that, that sort of leads to the next question. You know, how do you think the the game is being officiated? Now, especially we went from two referees back to one. Yep. How do you think we're going? Oh, I think the refs do a good job, but it's the um, the, the system the, around the, it. The technology and, you yeah. know, it's, it's the only sport I can think of that, changes its rules every year you know it's oh, been around yeah. you know 115 years and yet we change the rules every year it's like you know even 
these hip drop tackles, stuff like that. Oh, like, yeah. if I'm tackling Big Nelson, like, of course I'm going around his legs. Like, how am I meant to stop him? You know, it's like, and obviously you don't want to see anyone get hurt or intentionally, but it's like, man, some of the ones that you see people get 10 in the bin for is just ridiculous. And that, and, and as a fan, like, again, I, I don't support any one team, but I'm a fan of the game and I can understand why fans get frustrated because even with you know your shepherds it's like one week it's a try the next week it's not and you're like yeah just some consistency or something you know it's it's a you know it, it's frustrating to watch so and as a player it's even more frustrating so yes it's uh frustrating as a fan sitting there watching it as well so <laughs> um but obviously we've hit the semi-finals time is there any semi-finals from your career that, that jump out uh my i think my first semi where was it Penrith? I think the first semi I played, we lost, but I scored two tries and kicked a few goals. That's all right. Um, yeah, I remember playing playing well. There was a couple of Cronulla where where I felt like I played really well. Um, it's just a you know the the best atmosphere, you know, and that oh, yeah. that pressure and you know the yeah all the excitement that comes with it and all that. It's um, yeah, I don't know. It's sort of hard to describe, but just that, you know, you've got that nervous energy, but at the same time, it's like it's the most exciting time of the year, you know. Watching the the Knights back in Newcastle and the crowd mm. there on the weekend and, and the Raiders was just Wait. unbelievable. That's and what it's all like, about. And the Raiders, like, Newcastle were hanging on for dear life at the back That's end of that right. game. And it was, it was inevitable that the Raiders were going to score and then it was just literally a flip of the coin which way it was going to go. Um, and that's always the thing when it's extra time or golden point. Generally, there's no penalties blown. Everyone's always offside. The markers are never square because the refs are too scared to blow a penalty. But, um, yeah, he got the call right, but there was probably another 10 incidents where, you know, people were offside or whatever, you know, and they just mm. don't blow it. So. I think those smaller grounds are so good for finals because the crowd's right on top of you as well. The yeah. crowd's right there. And so when you play at like Shark Park and those sort of places where they are smaller, even Bluebet Stadium, I live in Penrith, and you go to Bluebet, it's packed out and the crowd's just right on you. It's a great atmosphere. Well, that and, and Newcastle's always got an amazing crowd. Yeah. But that, like, you could hear the noise through the TV. It oh. was like, I had a couple of mates drive down for the game and yeah, the, just the atmosphere there would have been unbelievable, you know? Oh, for so. sure. Oh, that's awesome. I um, well, speaking of, of finals footy, who makes the grand final and who takes the trophy? Uh, yeah, again, it's yeah, you look at the two top four teams that are in the prelims, you know, Broncos and Panthers. It's at this time of year, sometimes having a week off is great, and sometimes it's not. I think the way them two are playing, you know, week off for them is just what they need, and yeah, it's hard to see them getting beat, but you know, it's footy's a funny thing sometimes, you know. It's, like looking at Canberra, they look, no one gave them a hope, and yet they nearly won. You know, it's just it just brings out um, you know pressure in different people, and you know, it's um, it's still you know you a, a betting man would say Penrith win the comp, you know, probably playing Brisbane, but yeah, you just never know. Prelims are always a funny thing. Ten bucks on the Roosters at uh, at twenty one dollars, mate. Yeah, well, like look how good they played against Cronulla. Like you wouldn't get a more gutsy win than that. So um, they're coming. Yeah, they're coming. They're coming. <laughs> I yeah, I think that'll be a really good game. I, I I'm tipping Roosters to win. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I've got one more question for you, Mick, and then we'll let you go. Hey, all right. So retirement. 
What was that like going from doing rugby league basically since you're a kid, an adult, it's a career, it's a job, business, retiring, life changes the next day. What was the adjustment like into retirement? Uh, well, for me, the benefit was that I signed with the Titans for two years and I got to move back to my hometown and I'd build a house up here and um, you know, we bought a coffee shop. So for me, going out of full-time footy, I was like more relieved than anything, you know, so... Yeah, all the pressure was off. You know, all that. I I was just happy just being old Joe Blow and surfing as much as I could, and you know, just working casually and just having time with the kids and family and all that sort of stuff again. So, I you know I know there's there's a million stories of people struggling, you know, post career and stuff. But for me, I was I was pretty excited to get out of full time footy. So, mm-hmm. oh, that's awesome, mate. Glad to hear it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, we want to thank you for your time today, Mick. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on to the Ruck Infringement Podcast. Don't forget, this episode will drop on Thursday. You can tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever else you get your podcasts as well. We'll throw a reel up on our socials, Facebook and Instagram, and we'll tag Mick in it. Uh, don't forget to say hey, and remember, be good. You know, boys, it doesn't get much better than watching sport on a Sunday Arvo. However, sometimes you need a snack. And now, with Gibson's Country Style Jerky, your snack needs are complete. With a wide variety of flavours, including teriyaki, honey soy garlic, mild chilli and pepper steak, Gibson's has all your jerky needs covered. Get your jerky at gibsoncountrystylejerky.com or follow Gibson's Country Style Jerky on Facebook and Instagram. And now, if you use the code PODCAST, you'll get 10% off. Gibson's Country Style Jerky, for the snackaholic in you. Alright mate, let's jump into Splash the Cash, our Pickle Bet segment now. I've got two good ones for us last week. First, let's touch on uh, – sorry, this week, I should say. Let's touch on last week, though. Now, Picklebet doing the promotion at the moment that uh, if you have first try score on, they get a second chance. If they don't score first, they can score second, and you'll still get paid out. Now, last week, mate, as you know, I bagged two winners out of four. A uh, pretty good week, 50%. Yeah. Yeah. The Broncos game, I had Katoni Staggs, first try scorer. He went over straight away. Nice 150 back there. And then – uh, Joey Manu had his first try score in the Roosters game. He scored second, which was part of the promotion. So I got paid out there. He was at $17 to score first try, which is just crazy for how good he is. Uh, made 170 there, and then he went off. So that was it was very lucky I got in. But two big ones this week. And uh, I want to I want to get your thoughts on it, mate. The first one is Melbourne and Roosters game. I've actually got Jackson Polo first try scorer this week for the Roosters. I think he can get over first. He's at $15 as well. So if you do throw a nice 10 on that, you get 150 nice. return if you get up. And, of course, with Picklebet's promo, you do get a second chance as well. So he can score second. I've also got one from the Warriors and Knights game. This one's a bit of roughy, but if it pays off, you'll be uh, you'll be laughing. And it's Tyson Frizzell, the first try scorer. $34. Yeah, mate. right. He's, he's on the edge. He's coming up against Jackson Ford. I think he's got a really good chance that he can get over there. The Knights like to spread it to the right. Uh, that's obviously Frizzell's uh, edge as well. If they can get Frizzell there, he's got a second chance. So he could score second. He can score first or second. $34 he's paying for that. So if you throw a 10 on that, you get 340 return or whatever you, know, you put on it. But they are my first try score picks for Splash the Cash this week. Think is this a bet you really want to place for free and confidential support for 1-800-858-858 or go to gamblinghelponline.org.au. All right, mate, that was Pickle Bet. Don't forget those will be up on our socials. You can check them out. Jump on, gamble responsibly. All right, mate, let's jump into some talking points now. 
few this week. Uh, first one we're going to go through. Blake's not here. He's quite passionate about it, but you and I also are. It's a. Uh, I don't know if you saw this during the week. You probably did, mate. But uh, Jerome Luai and the Penrith Panthers came out after they beat the Warriors and they wrote up the pars. Obviously, taking a bit of a dig at up the was, which the Warriors have become. Uh, it's it's been great. It's been like you know the little nickname, and people have had a lot of fun with that. But I don't know, mate. What do you think? Was this too far? Was this Luai who did this? It was Luai, yeah. And then Penrith Panthers posted it as well. The club itself. I, I, the bloke's a knob. Like I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not a fan of him at yeah. all. I don't like his attitude. We spoke about it mid year with the state of origin, but why be such a dick? Yeah, that's right. You know, like, well, why, why be like that? Like it's so good what the Warriors are doing after what they've been through. I get it's you know a bit of banter and people probably say, mate, toughen up, Craig, or, or whatever it will be. But I, I just don't like the guy, and I'm surprised that Penrith as a club actually come and shared it. To be honest, like yeah, that, so that surprises me. Yeah, it it what annoys me about it is this cocky mentality, this mentality yeah. of like, or oh, up the bars, we we beat the Warriors and we're the best, so we can post whatever we want. And it's this mentality yeah. of like, you guys have been successful for three years. That's it. That's it. You know, where, where where were these supporters? Where was this loyalty for the 18 years before you won the comp? You know, between 2003 and 2021, Penrith hadn't won a premiership. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're three years in and you might win your third in a row. And that's great. Like, they're definitely a team to watch. Team of an era. Absolutely. Yeah. But you can't be cocky in rugby league. You can't just come in and be like, we are the best. And unfortunately, a lot of the players strut around like that as well. And I think this has stemmed from that cockiness. You know, they, they've taken something that has been fun and great for the Warriors and great for us fans in general. Like, we all yeah. call them the Waz now. We all call yeah. them the Waz. It's just stuck. It's just been great. But they've taken that and they've turned it. It, it, it had to be about Penrith. It had to be about the Panthers. You know, let's yeah. turn it into something that it's not. And I just, I, I wasn't a fan of it. Matt Cameron... The uh, CEO came out and you know apologized, which was good. Uh, did apologize yeah. for it all, but oh, uh, it's a, it surprises me from the club perspective because you know being a West Tiger supporter was, was pretty gutted when Ivan Cleary walked out on us in the way that yeah. he did. But I do think he went to the Tigers with the you know their their heart at the best interest, and he wanted to do really well. And then he got the opportunity to go back. Cool, sweet. A couple of weeks ago, with the Daniel Anderson and the Col, you know, passing mm. a Cole Turner. After a game, he turned around and said, "Look, just before everyone goes, I just want to say that as a club, we're thinking of everyone today. Yeah. It's a sad day." And he, he was very emotional about it, and that for me goes completely against what the likes of Luai and the others and that do. Like, yeah. it's just not apples for apples. I, the fact that they've offered Luai seven hundred thousand, I don't think that they want to come out and say, "Mate, we don't want you here anymore." That's the nicest way to do it. Mate, it's not you, it's us. 100%. We haven't got the money for it. Yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah. and we've spoken about it. Like, I, I personally think he'll go. I, I can't see I can't see him staying there. They've signed Dane Murray, who's been playing 5-8 at the Tigers. They've signed Brad Snyder, who was the Raiders half as well. He's come back so from the Super League over there. So, so why would they sign two extra halves if they're not getting – I know they're losing Jack Cogger. To, yeah. to Newcastle, but I just got the feeling he's going. But anyway, up the pars, 
Throw it in the bin. It's a sim bin from us. We don't like it. Let's move on to our next talking point. Uh, white and hungry for flesh, I wrote. We, we've we talked about that a bit, uh, given our thoughts on that. You know, Jackie White's getting three weeks. Uh, hungry Jack. I, I loved that image, the Hungry Jack. Oh, how that, good is it? That how, was how so good. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> that was honestly so good. I mean. Uh, um, hey, Joey, while we're on talking point, I had one I um I watched. Was it last night, night before on NRL 360 that I wanted to bring up, if that's all right? Yeah, go for it, mate. So good old Buzz Rothfield was talking <laughs> about Nathan Cleary, saying should Nathan Cleary be in the conversation of one of the greatest halfbacks of all time? So that's Andrew Johns, one of our favourites. Yep. Joey, uh, sorry, Jonathan Thurston, Cooper yep. Cronk, the likes of. And Buzz is saying he should be in that category now. I I have a huge issue with that because he hasn't dominated at origin level. Yeah, that's right. Look, oh, sorry, oh, let's start with this. He's a great player. And he's for his age, what he's doing, I think Cooper Cronk said it perfectly when he said, None of us were doing that at his age. If he can keep doing that, then he's in the conversation without a doubt. I remember in 2005 when Joey came back after all of his injuries and dominated Queensland. Newcastle got the wooden spoon that year. So he was able to do that with a team that got the wooden spoon. Nathan Cleary hasn't had that yet. He's got a great team around him. He hasn't played in a team that's not doing well and got to do it all himself. He's had success. That's it. And, and similar thing with, with Thurston, you know, when he finished off his last year, you know, I think Cowboys were right down the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that one up. But I, great player, but, you know, you can't be having those conversations now, surely. Let's use Cooper Cronk as an example. You know, he left a club that he was very comfortable with, knew so well, to go to a club that he was literally brought to to win a comp ended up winning too. And, and, and that was literally the prerequisite when he joined the Chooks was yeah. you are coming here. We're getting rid of Mitchell Pierce, our beloved halfback who has been here for a long time. We're getting rid of him so you can win us a comp. Yeah. And Nathan Cleary, Nathan Cleary, yes, he's won. They've won back-to-back. I get that. But he hasn't been coached by another team to do that later in his career. Cronk was 33 when he came to the Roosters. Yeah. He was yeah. 33, 33 and 34 when he went back-to-back premierships. You know, like I mean, that's that that's a great feat at that age. And, and they always say that the older you get in footy, actually the better you get. And you see it with halfbacks a lot. You look at Daly Terry Evans this year. Oh. The guy's 33, and he wound back the clock this year. Him and Kieran Foran. Kieran Foran, great year for the Titans. And the guys are old, but they've got so much time now. I think Nathan Cleary has the potential to be an immortal. Oh, great. He, yeah. he has the potential, but again, we don't know if he's going to get a serious career-ending injury. We don't know if the Panthers are going to fold as a club. Like they, These are just yeah. hypotheticals, but you yeah. don't know what's going to happen. So for Buzz to come out and talk about it now while he's still playing, I don't think it's correct. I, no, I, totally I, agree, I, mate. I, I agree with you, mate. You know, you look at the likes of Joey Johns, Thurston, Cronk, what they did was incredible. But talk about them after their career finishes. Yeah. Reminisce on what they did. And, yeah, he needs to turn up in origin as well. But, mate, great talking point there. Uh, the other one I had, Sharks go out in straight sets. We talked about that. But the, the last one I really want to talk about, I called it white line fever. And I think you know who I'm talking about with this. But uh, old Valentine Holmes during the week. Uh, you know, I what goes through these rugby league players' heads? To put it up on your social media, on your Instagram story of all things, you know, and he's trying to defend himself. Oh, it's not cocaine, blah, 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 blah. 
mate, you've got a white powder in your mouth while holding an alcoholic beverage and you've put it up on social media. When do these players get to learn not to put stuff up on social media? Mate, I how stupid can you be? Oh, mate. Like how and I don't know what the punishment is if it was cocaine, which obviously mm. that's what it looks like it is. Let's yeah. just say it is. I don't know if the suspension, let's just say the suspension is 12 weeks, right? And he yeah. gets away with his argument of saying, guys, it's not cocaine, it's just powder. I was doing it as a joke. You know what? You still get 12 weeks for being a fucking moron. 100%. Because that's what you are, mate. You're a dead 100%. set moron. Like, how stupid can you be? Just, but, but when are they going to learn? But when are they going oh, to learn, mate? Money. How many times have we seen players and the media and it has not ended well? Does this happen in other sports? Like, not, not as much as the league. I right? don't see it. You don't see oh, it in other sports. When, when do you I, – I don't think I've ever seen a cricketer. You know, I follow a lot of cricketers on my Instagram and Facebook yeah. and stuff. And when do you ever see their story with a white substance or alcoholic beverage? It's always three players. Unfortunately, yeah. they've just got a track record. And, I, you know uh, – I, I thought Val, Valentine Holmes for me was almost close to my centre of the year. He was pretty good this year before he got suspended uh, towards the back end. But I just it's just ruined a lot of credibility for me. Whether it is or isn't, you shouldn't be putting it up on social media, especially as well. You and I are both very strong on this. We both have children. And a lot of yeah. kids follow rugby league players on social media as well. The kids click yeah. on a story. Oh, Valentine Holmes posted a story. This will be so good. This will be about... The Cowboys or the end of season. No, the fuckwit has a bag of powder in his mouth and an alcoholic beverage in his hand. What and then standard got, is that setting? And you've got 15-year-olds out there who are impressionable right. and yep. they're out at parties telling their mum and dad that they're at you know, so-and-so's house and they're down at the local exactly. line, you know, drinking. Uh, yes, I remember those days quite well, but <laughs> we, we didn't get to follow our superstars. Um, oh. And if we did, we probably would have copied them to some degree. So, I it, it's so disappointing. I it going back to your comment, I, I don't see it happening in other sports. No. And I miss I miss Ben Cousins playing AFL because that took a lot of pressure off us. <laughs> oh mate, you're exactly right. It really did. But look, we won't get too fired up about that. Val Holmes will be in a bit of strife. Uh, we don't know the full punishment yet. That's it for our talking points. Uh, I had Warner back in form in the cricket, did really well, scored a century at 70-odd in the second ODI, so good to see Warner back in the runs there. Blokes walk and talk. They are about encouraging blokes to get out walking and talking with others across Australia and supporting females who may have someone in their life struggling. From hosting walks to keynote speaking at businesses or schools is where you'll find Craig from BW&T. Follow BW&T on Facebook and start the conversation with your mates today. Mate, the, before we finish off, I wanted to do a little segment called Report Card. Uh, I've got four teams here, the Bulldogs, Titans, Dragons, the Seagulls. Let's give them a grade based on their season. Now, so we'll do like A, B, C, D or F, if, if we reckon it was a fail. We'll start with these four teams. What do you reckon of the Bulldogs' season? What grade would you give them this year? Oh, mate, it's down the bottom. It's a D. Yeah, yeah. yeah Got to be a D, goals. I think. Yeah. yeah, just it. what could have been? And there was so much promise at the start of the year for the Dogs, recruited the likes of Matt Burton, Philly Army Kikau, Josh Adokar, I, I didn't expect them to, you know, finish off in this rating with an A or a B. Like if it had been a C pushing towards a B and not far yep. off, yeah, would have accepted it. But no, nah. 
No, I, I don't think you can go any higher than the D for the dogs this year. No. Just I I think there's a lot of work there to be done. Uh, that loss to the Knights was unacceptable. Yeah. If you're a dogs fan and you lose sixty six nil to a club, I mean that's yeah, you, you shouldn't be doing that. But let's jump to the Titans, mate. A team that I thought was uh, actually a little bit underrated this year. I thought they had some really strong performances. We obviously had those five games in a row where they scored twenty six points. And still yeah. lost four of them, uh, and it just showed that you need to score more than twenty six points to win a game. But Titans, what grade would you give them for this year? Probably in that that D set D. To be honest, like I think they they were going towards a C. Yeah, but yeah, they they just lost it towards the end. I think they just sort of threw their hands in the air. The coach went, but I do expect them next year to be a C, pushing for a B for sure. So do I. I could see them be pushing for an A. I think the inclusion of Desi Hazler coming over. Jaden yeah. Campbell at fullback. You move AJ Brimson into the centres. Uh, Kieran Foran running the show there. Possibly alongside Tanner Boyd. I thought Tommy Weaver was pretty good too when he came in. So it'll be interesting who the halfback will be. I think there's going to be a few more signings. I think Desi's really going to come in and, and make that team his own. Uh, yeah, mate, great shout there. Probably a C for me this year. I think I think they just passed for me. I think, uh, yeah. yeah, a few good performances, bad end of the year, but I'll give them a C. Uh, the Dragons, mate. What do you reckon? Oh, D. I think we predicted yeah. at the start of the year that they were going to be put in the, you know, the special needs class. Uh, first <laughs> coach to go. So yeah, D. Yeah, oh, I'm going an F. I I can't I can't give the Dragons. Oh, sorry, any. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, F. I, I just it's a fail for me. I mean, I just what again like. You have such a talented squad. You have so many players in your team that can get a job done. They've got the like Zach Lomax could be anything. Michaeli Ravalar was a unit. You know, you've got Tyrell Sloan, who is could be one of the fastest men. Ben Hunt, you know, all heart. Jack DeBellin gets through so much good work. And you run second last. It just it it, it doesn't it blows my mind. But I think Shane Flanagan is going to do a massive clean out. We've already seen him start to do that. Kyle Flanagan coming over. Right. Yeah, yep. he's, he's gotten rid of a few already. But, yeah, F for me, F for you. And the last one, the Sea Eagles, mate. What grade would you give them for 2023? Uh, I'll give them a C. Yep, nice. Yep. Nice, yep. beautiful. I think yep. the, loss of, uh, the loss of Tommy takes them to a C for me. I think yep. if Tommy's fit, they they push for the eight. I think they finished about yeah. in that in that eight or nine spot. I think... Uh, the the back end of their season was really good. Daly Cherry Evans really wound back the clock. Thought he was great all year, but that really the back end of the year they scored some massive massive wins towards the back end. And um, yeah, I think they could be pushing. It'd be yeah, interesting next right. year with uh, Luke Brooks coming over. What that halves combination looks like with Schuster and DCE and Brooks, but. And the time will tell. Well, that was it for our report card. We'll do that over the next few weeks, get through all 16 teams, give them a rating. And we have no viewer questions, mate, this week for Paul Craig. Uh, we got no uh, no fans from the UK calling in. No, no, uh, no, no other fans this week. So don't forget, you can always get your questions into the Call Craig segment when it drops on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You know, lads, when I watch the footy, I always feel quite peckish and need something to eat. Do I go savoury or something a little sweeter? Fudge Life has all your sweet needs covered. With a variety of fudge flavours including chocolate mint swirl, caramel and birthday cake, Fudge Life brings the sweetness of fudge and the richness of chocolate straight to your mouth 
And now, if you use the code RUCK10, you'll get 10% off your purchase. Find Fudge Life on Facebook or Instagram, or go to fudgelife.com.au. Fudge Life, bringing sweetness to your next meal. That is it for tonight, mate. Thank you so much for jumping on with me. Done, mate. One. We got through it. We'd just like to thank our sponsors while we're here in Get Back, Grounded Drops, Savvy Beverages, BWT, Pickle Bet, Gibson's Country Style Jerky, and Fudge Life. Just like to thank, obviously, our guest in Craig tonight. Thank you for jumping on, mate. We appreciate you. We love Thanks, you. Thanks, mate. And we just want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in as well. You know where to find us. You can find us on the socials. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to tune in to all our series, two blokes if you're in a podcast. Also, check out our reels on our socials as well. We're up to about 600 views on all our reels. Check them out. They're going so good nice. at the moment. Good little reel with Michael Gordon at the moment, mate. I saw you shared it on our socials. It's going really well. Check it out. Flash had some great things to say. Uh, just a plug for the merch. Don't forget to go to rugbyleaguemerch.com, find the Rucking Future podcast hoodies, shirts, stubby holders, mugs, hats, steins, and 10% of all proceeds go to the Family of League Foundation. That's rugbyleaguemerch.com. All right, that's all we've got time for. That's Craig. I'm Joey. Remember, stay puffed.